0: The other day I said to myself, wow, I sound just like my mom. Do you find yourself saying that often? And are you raising your kids using some of the same parenting methods your parents used? Well, maybe we can tweak what our parents did to make their methods or sayings better. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. I recently spoke with a parent who said her mother insists that she spank her children because her mother spanked her and she turned out okay. When we find ourselves repeating what our parents did, it's called generational parenting patterns. Let me give you another example. I think every parent hears their child reply in anger at some time or another, the words, I hate you. Maybe your parent replied, good, if you hate me, I'm doing something right. You know, when your child says they hate you, what they're really saying is that they need you. They are upset. There's a problem in their life. And guess what? You're the parent and you're the one they need to help them work out that problem and find a solution. They don't really hate you. They love you. Let your child know it's okay for them to be angry with you. We need to acknowledge their anger because if we don't acknowledge their anger, they stay stuck in that situation and and they're in that anger and it really can't help them move forward until their feelings are validated. Do you have a newborn? And do you find yourself saying to your toddler, not now, we can't go to the park, I have to feed the baby. Or how about, Tommy, be quiet, the baby's sleeping. If you don't listen to me, you're going to have to sit in the corner. Maybe that's how your parents replied when you were a child. But you know what? Let's not blame the baby. All that does is make your toddler or child wish the baby had never been born. Maybe instead say, yes, I will play with you. I only need six more minutes. Or Yes, we can go to the park, but after we take a nap. Or please use your indoor voice because you're a bit too loud. Don't blame the baby. That will cause them to resent the baby. Also, instead of saying no all the time, you can use the yes-no sandwich. It works well for all ages. Say your teenager asks to have extra time to play his video game, but you know he has to do his homework. Instead of saying, no, go do your homework, try saying, yes, you can have extra time, but first make sure all your homework is done and say it with a big smile on your face. Or say you have a little one who wants to go to the park. Instead of saying, no, we can't go right now, mommy's busy, you can say, yes, I know you want to go to the park. The park is so much fun. Guess what? We are going to go to the park after I finish cleaning the kitchen and we are going to have so much fun at the park. This yes sandwich helps to soften the no. I was one of those children, and maybe you have one too, that asks why all the time. Why can't we go to the store? Why can't we play outside? My mother would always reply, Because I said so, that's why. That would just make me angry when she would reply like that. I wanted to know why. And when I was raising my kids, I said the same thing, generational patterns of parenting. Now, if you have a child that keeps saying why every time you tell them to do something or you tell them no, which there are children that do that, one of the things you can do is simply ask your child, why do you think we can't go outside? Or why do you think you can't go to your friend's house? This allows them to look inside to build self-awareness and to recognize their own thoughts and opinions. They may come up with the reason why and will obey because now they understand or they have reasoned why on their own. And the term terrible twos, let's throw that out the window. They're not bad. This is all about their brain development. They're learning how to do things. They're not terrible. They just don't know what they're doing could be wrong or they don't understand why it's wrong. Your toddler or preschooler is just learning how to develop the part of their brain that controls their emotions and their physical reactions to things that they're trying to understand and comprehend. It's our job to teach them what they're feeling and how they can express those feelings safely. And you'll hear parents say, oh, I have a terrible teenager. Well, most teenagers are not terrible. They're just learning how to become an independent young adult. Teenagers are getting ready to leave the nest to go off to college or to live on their own. It's our job to be there for them and give grace to them when they fail and praise them when they have done their best or have done something well. And then there's the power struggles. My mom used to say, I told you a thousand times no. I remember saying that to my kids only to have them ask me again and again. Maybe you have a toddler and you find yourself saying, Let go. You cannot have that right now. Give it to mommy. Those are power struggles. One way to eliminate that power struggle is to firmly and consistently stick to your boundaries. So, what you should do is gently but firmly take the item out of their hands and acknowledge that they're upset, and then tell them that you took the item away to keep them safe. Or for older kids, let your no be no and your yes be yes don't give in. Don't be a wishy-washy parent. There should be no power struggles because you hold all the power. Maybe you heard, stop crying before I give you something to cry about. I remember that one well. But sometimes we may not be fair in what we are asking our kids to do. Maybe your child really doesn't want to share their new toy, but you grab it out of their hand and you give it to their sister. You start crying. And you say, stop crying before I give you something to really cry about. But is it really fair? Think about it. If you're on your cell phone in a conversation, would you like it if someone came up to you and said, you have to share your phone right now. Give me your phone. I want to give it to my friend. It would be so upsetting for you and shocking too. Well, if your child is playing with something and another sibling wants it, we simply have to tell the other sibling that they have to wait their turn. This teaches them patience. Now, once the child is done with the toy, the computer, and the sibling goes to use it, but the child has a meltdown because they don't want to share it, even when they're not using it, then you have to address the situation with your child and help them understand the importance of sharing. For little ones, make sure they understand that it is their toy, and they're just sharing it. They're not giving it away. Sometimes when they understand that they're just sharing it, then they're more compliant to share the toy. There are some sayings that are currently repeated that I think are great to pass on because they originated in the Word of God. For example, like a lamb to the slaughter. That's from Isaiah 53, 7. Or I'm sure you've heard this one before. A leopard cannot change its spots. That's from Jeremiah thirteen twenty-three. How about the writing is on the wall? That is a reference to Daniel 5, verses 5 through 6, When the king held a great feast, and as they were drinking and praising the false gods, the finger of a man wrote on the wall. The Bible verse says, As the king watched the hand that was writing, his face turned pale, and his thoughts so terrified him that he soiled himself, and his knees knocked together. (laughs) That would have probably happened with me too. I would have soiled myself if I saw a finger writing on the wall. You know, that only could have been the Lord. How about this saying, fall by the wayside? You know, let it fall by the wayside. That's in Luke 8.5 regarding the parable of the sower. How about an eye for an eye? That's in Exodus 21.24. It means the punishment must fit the crime. God is establishing levels of punishment. And how about a sign of the times? Ah, we've heard that before. Oh, it's a sign of the times. That comes from Matthew 16.3. This is to rebuke the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who could forecast the weather, right? By looking at the sky, they could tell what was going to happen, but they couldn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. They could not read the signs of the times that all pointed to Christ as the true Son of God. Let me end with a few sayings. Punishments don't produce well-behaved, good kids. Punishments make kids good at hiding their feelings, needs, and true selves from you. That's from Big Little Feelings. And this one, discipline is helping a child solve a problem. Punishment is making a child suffer for having a problem. To raise problem solvers, focus on the solution, not retribution. That's L.R. Nost. And I like a few old parental sayings that I think are good to repeat. How about, We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, and you'll understand when you're a parent. At least we hope they will, and we hope they will be even better parents than we are. And this is how we can all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.